0: on and we're gonna have the hap- hap- happiest christmas i'll never turn to the dark side into the block can you introduce me as joker i am Hi, everybody, and welcome back to Phil at the Movies. I'm your host, Phil Walsh, and this is episode number 91 of this ongoing podcast series that is for the love of movies. Happy New Year. Welcome to 2024. This episode dropping for you the first full week, first Friday of 2024. And the new year is upon us. What a year this is going to be! Lots and lots of films. To anticipate over the next few months. Of course, we are coming out of the holiday season, and soon we'll be having the onset of award season, and I will. Certainly be offering my thoughts and commentaries on the awards contenders as we get closer to the Oscars later uh, in just a few months. Uh, Though, uh, spoiler alert, my uh, personal favorite is for Oppenheimer to go all the way. I'd love to see that film sweep the Oscars when the time comes, but uh, more on that, of course, when the. when the season gets into full force. But uh, I do expect Oppenheimer to be a strong awards contender this year. I actually rewatched that film over the Christmas break. And it is every bit of masterpiece, as I have described in past episodes. Just a remarkable and, and beautiful film. I mean, it, there's an argument to be made. And I, and I think I would even make this argument, uh, being a fan of director Christopher Nolan... This is his best work. It, it really is. I mean, again, The Dark Knight is sort of in its own little carve out for me, as you may know, given I, how many times I've probably mentioned it on this show. The Dark Knight, of course, being my my favorite film and, and favorite film uh, of Christopher Nolan. But but Oppenheimer, it is it is an achievement unlike no other. Just the the subtlety of, of Killian Murphy's performance as as Oppenheimer and and frankly and I know I've alluded to this in the past it's not a performance as much as an embodiment I really feel like I'm watching Oppenheimer in person I don't feel like I'm watching a performance and I've always said that about any time an actor takes on a a historical figure uh playing someone versus embodying, embodying them. That, to me, is what makes the difference between a, a good performance and a memorable performance. I would certainly put Daniel Day-Lewis uh, with Lincoln, Gary Oldman uh, as um, Winston Churchill, even more recent, uh, Michael Keaton as Ray Kroc, the uh, the uh, quote-unquote founder, if you will, of McDonald's. Again, those kind of performances that are, are sort of Above and beyond, more so than just performances, I really mean it when they they embody the very uh, person that they are playing, and that is what I felt with with Murphy's uh, in Oppenheimer. There's just there's a lot of subtle nuances and just like the the gleams of his eye, and especially especially when he's not even speaking, just sort of sitting there, soaking in either dialogue or lost in in uh, in contemplation. It, it's it's such a moving and, and riveting performance that's that's really there to show the the humanity of of this person. I mean a lot of times a a quote unquote biopic will sort of gloss over flaws or will sort of present them in a more uh, kind of, you know, conventional light. This is by no means a film that t- uh strives to either whitewash or or sort of run over uh, any of of Oppenheimer's failings or 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 uh, foibles. I mean this is a a portrait if you will of a complicated and in many ways contradictory man who undoubtedly played one of the most if not the most important roles of the 20th century and 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 a and a, a role that we're still feeling and and dealing with uh, to the present day. Just a you know, an enormous responsibility in that sense but just as a as a performance I go back to what I say it's an embodiment it really just from every facet of it it will continue to uh, amaze me for for years to come no doubt but uh enough with Oppenheimer I've spent enough uh, uh Reminiscing about it more more on that in the uh, in the coming uh, weeks and months for sure, but uh in any event, wanted to take today being this is the first show of twenty twenty four and kind of give a look at the year ahead and some films that I am looking forward to uh, there's one in particular uh, that is uh, at the top of uh, my list, but uh, a number of films uh, in addition uh, that I want to sort of go over and and sort of uh, hype up if you will before the uh as we are starting this new year, uh kind of a, a teaser for what's ahead next week uh going to be doing uh my review of poor things, so look forward to that spoiler alert. It is incredible and amazing and weird and and brilliant and Emma stone turns in a another flawless performance, but more on that uh for next week's show then on January nineteenth we'll be kicking off season three of this of this show. Three seasons now uh, since uh, I started Phil with the movies and uh, what a what an incredible ride it has been. So uh, lots to uh, look forward to with regards to this show. But as, uh, as I look ahead to the year of 2024, many, many films coming out this year. A lot of sequels, uh, as a matter of fact. Uh, but uh, we'll start off right at the top. With uh, my most anticipated film of the year, and I apologize in advance because I will be insufferable <laughs> as the next uh, few months uh, move along, and certainly as we get closer to the release date in October, I, I, it will be uh, it'll be Joker mania. Okay, I've given it away <laughs> right there. But for me, my most anticipated film. Of this year, for, frankly, one of my most, uh, probably my most anticipated film, you know, of, of any of any movie for for the foreseeable future. I mean, even surpassing a film like, uh, say, the Batman Part Two, which of course I'm I'm looking forward to. But but Joker is on a whole other level. So coming in October, Joker, Fuala Deux, starring Joaquin Phoenix and Lady Gaga. This movie where do I begin? Uh, The fact that there is a sequel to Joker, one of my all-time favorite films, uh, featuring my favorite actor of all time, Joaquin Phoenix, uh, it's almost surreal in a lot of ways to think that this movie is even happening. But then again, Joker made over a billion dollars back in 2019, so it makes sense that a sequel would happen. But frankly, I'm glad that there's been such time and effort taken to, to get to this point. They didn't rush, Right into it. Granted, there was the pandemic and and a lot of delays in between, but there was a lot of care and effort made uh, to to develop this sequel. And the fact that there is a musical element to it, uh, it just sounds fascinating and, and bonkers in the best possible way. And then bringing in... Lady Gaga to play Harley Quinn, who has a a storied history with uh, the character of the Joker. To see them in this particular world that was created by by Todd Phillips and and Phoenix back in 2019, j- just bring it on. I mean, I I think Joker is a mesmerizing psychological masterpiece. I know this film is going to 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 at least match that in terms of of energy and and excitement. Not much is known. Again, they've really kept things very under wraps uh, up until this point. But I expect now that we are in 2024, there's been a few production photos uh, released in the last few months. I am expecting the marketing will be kicking up as we move in uh, to the spring. But uh, Joker, folia de bring it on. Uh, Again, the title itself uh, has always sort of drawn a lot of uh, interest and and fascination. If you translate it, uh, translate the French um, to, to English, you Come up with this uh, meaning of a of a mental illness or a delusion shared between two people. So that kind of gives you the idea of of where this story is particularly going. And then certainly you throw in a musical component that that turned a lot of heads and raised uh, a lot of fascination. But again, no film this year will will come close uh, for for me in terms of hype and anticipation. And I'm just I'm excited to see where it's going to go because again, I love Joker. 2019 but it was one of those movies where i thought okay how could you do a sequel to this film because you know there's sort of there's there's very few options you could go given the sort of uh, subjective nature to uh, to the movie but it seems just based on the premise they have found uh, an end and i think the fact that they are taking it as a musical uh focus with of course bringing in lady gaga who is uh, both a terrific uh uh, singer, but also a, as an actress, I think they really have something here. So again, you got to kind of almost go for broke with uh, with the sequel because you can't just have another sort of pedestrian play it safe. I mean, certainly the first film did not play it safe. It took a lot of swings, and I think uh, succeeded even beyond my wildest expectations. So I expect nothing more, uh, nothing less from the sequel. So Joker, Joker Two, as it's uh, affectionately called, bring it on. I am I have been ready for this film. Since it was announced back in uh, now I think it was August of, of 2022, so I mean here we are. This is the year Joker, Joker and Harley Quinn. Here we go. So that is my uh, my most anticipated film for this year, and I probably should have started in reverse order. But as you can see, I'm just I, I'm so excited about this film. I, I couldn't wait to start talking about it. So Joker, uh, folly and that is my most anticipated film uh, for this year. But uh, moving on, <laughs> if I if I can. Uh, from the subject of the Joker to another film on the other end of the spectrum and uh, that is Robert Eggers' Nosferatu. Now this is a remake of the classic 1922 film which is sort of a, a, a retelling, if you will, of Dracula but this this looks to be based on what little is known about it. They haven't even released as of this recording a trailer or even a full a photograph of Bill Skarsgård, who is playing Count Orlock in the movie. But everything about it, given that Robert Eggers is the, uh, the man behind it, uh, he's one of the most visionary filmmakers. Uh, and, and certainly, when it comes to these sort of horror and, and, and psychological films, think of movies like The Witch or uh, The Lighthouse. I know he is going to bring something incredible a- a- and unique. To to his telling of Nosferatu. Again, there have been other versions of this particular story. Of course, the whole basis of of Dracula is the uh, kind of the blueprint for it. But uh, this will be interesting to see with a modern uh, you know kind of flair and sensibilities, and and certainly you know with today's technology to see where uh, he takes his film. I'm excited, and of course, Bill Skarsgård playing. Uh, the, the the famous count is sure to be uh, one one for the uh, one for the books. He again is one of those actors that can just sort of you know immerse himself in a in a role. Think of you know Pennywise the dancing clown from from the It movies, and I expect nothing nothing less uh, with his take. As the famous count. So Nosferatu. Now that's not coming out until the end of next year. Interestingly, it's taking a uh, a Christmas Day release. So that's kind of an interesting choice uh, for for a horror movie. I would have you know, much rather seen it. Be released back, uh, you know, in the fall or something. But uh, nevertheless, hopefully, it will be uh, be worth the wait. But uh, again, given that it's Robert uh, Eggers and his uh, sort of cinematic flair, if you will, for for suspense and horror and kind of getting into the you know the psychology, if you will, I, I, I think we're in for a real unnerving treat and perhaps the most frightening vampire ever brought to screen. Uh, certainly, there is an argument to be made for uh, the original version and Max Schreck's performance. Uh, as Count Orlok in that film, I, I think you know if, if anyone's going to give a, a run for the money in, in terms of look and aesthetic and just pure terror, uh, Bill Skarsgård will certainly do it. So that's right off the bat another film that I'm looking forward to later this year. All right, moving on to number three. Now, originally I have to confess I was going to do. Ten films, but I thought i 'll be fair <laughs> to your ears and try to keep this episode uh, it, relatively short uh, and to the point so then i thought let 's be let 's be creative, kind of in keeping with the theme uh, from a couple of shows last year, top three of two thousand and twenty three do in this case the top four of 2024 so i'm only giving you four films uh that i am most uh looking forward to this year sort of the top four if you will again not meant to be objective not meant to be exhaustive i'm curious to know what your uh picks would be so again there's good chance for a little uh, back and forth and and discussion in the uh so-called comment section if you will let me know your top four most anticipated films for the year, but uh, with that I'll get back to uh, number three, and number three is another sequel Uh, this is a long-awaited sequel a sequel that has been, frankly, in development for what feels like decades at this point, of course I am referring to Beetlejuice 2 the long-awaited sequel is finally on its way Tim Burton, Michael Keaton they are back, Beetlejuice is back, baby, and this one looks to be following up in the same tradition as the original uh, Jenna Ortega is joining the cast so she certainly brings a lot of uh, star power and interest to it as well but I mean the fact that you've got Keaton and Burton back together making another Beetlejuice film after all these years attempting to get one off the ground. I-, I think they're cooking something really, really special here. And Tim Burton has alluded to in different interviews over the last few months that they are relying on a lot of practical effects, much like how the original film was made. And that just kind of just instills such a sense of confidence in me that this film is not another you know kind of a cash grab or another oh let 's lead into the nostalgia drive. I mean certainly those elements are going to be there with any film, uh, particularly of one of this nature. but the fact that you have Keaton back, you have. Uh, Burton back and, and Keaton himself has been praising the film at every turn he's had uh, at different interviews and press junkets over the last year so I'm expecting this to be a real hit this year of course the first film is a classic in every sense of the word it is constant uh, repeat viewing around Halloween time and I think the fact that this film is coming out at the start of the, of the fall uh, Halloween season I'm expecting it to be one of the biggest hits of this year and of course again you know tim burton is one of my favorite directors so anything that he uh puts his signature to you know count me in for uh seeing it opening weekend but uh yeah beetlejuice 2 long awaited never thought this would happen there's been attempts over the years but it seems they've got something going they finally got the uh the the gang back together so to speak and uh looking forward to that when it premieres later this uh this fall all right, so that brings us to number four. And this particular film, not much is known about it. It actually is releasing, I believe, in just a few months. Uh, but again, not much known about it. It is Mickey 17. Who knows really what this film is about? It's sort of very, you know, it's... Kept under wraps. It's directed by uh, Bong Joon-ho, who was, of course, best, the uh, Best Director winner back in 2020 for Parasite, which also won Best direct, uh, best Picture that year. Again, not much is known about this film. They really have kept it under wraps. All that is known, is it's a sci-fi thriller with a psychological component. And I will kind of read you the, the sort of brief synopsis that I could find. A disposable employee is sent on a human expedition to colonize the ice world of Nifheim. I'm, I'm probably mispronouncing that, but you know, bear with me. After one iteration dies, a new body is regenerated with most of his memories intact. Who the hell knows what this is about? But the fact is, you've got Robert Pattinson in this film. He's another one of my favorite actors. You've got an acclaimed award-winning director behind the the camera with it. Something is is, is cooking here and a lot of interest is in it because not much is really known. We haven't even gotten a a full trailer outside of like a 10, 15 second clip that was released what feels like years ago at this point. But uh, Mickey 17, this one just from curiosity alone has piqued my interest. And and again, the fact that it's sort of generating a lot of chatter, and even in some corners, I've heard mentions of a possible awards buzz, so who knows what could be happening here, but uh, there we have it. Those are the top four films that I am most looking forward to this year. Number four, Mickey 17, number three, Beetlejuice 2, coming in in second place, Nosferatu, and of course, rounding it out, Joker, Foliadurre. Those are my top four. Let me know what you are most looking forward to in the year 2024. Again, lots of films coming out this year. I, I would be remiss if I did not mention Dune Part 2, which is also coming out in March. So a lot of exciting and, and sort of you know anticipated films at the start of the year. And then, of course, trickling out through the remainder of it. So it's going to be another great year for uh, for cinema, if you will, uh, and I'm expecting uh, nothing but uh, good times at the movies. But uh, looking forward to sharing this year with you on this cinematic journey and going to the movies with you, uh, if you will, in a, in a, in a metaphorical sense. But uh, we'll take this opportunity, of course, to say, again, Happy New Year, wishing you all the best for a, a bright and healthy and, and Happy New Year certainly want to again thank you for your support over the last year for this show and in your encouragement your involvement and most importantly your friendship so here's another uh, toast if you will to 2024 let's make it a good one and let's go see some movies all right everybody that takes care of it for today want to thank you as always for tuning in i'll be back next week and we'll do this all over again for the love of movies All copyright material used or referenced in this show belong to the rightful owners and is made possible by the Fair Use Act. Thank you for listening to Phil at the Movies.